What a world you now listening to Talk of Brothers Podcast. Welcome to the Talk of Talk Talk of Brothers Podcast. Podcast. Allow me to reintroduce myself. Talk of Brothers Podcast. Talk of Brothers. Talk of Brothers. Talk of Brothers Podcast with Smash and Go D. Go D and Smash, you guys doing your thing. The mic is contacted. I attract clientele. My brother. Go D and Smash and Talk of Brothers. That's popping. We ain't worried about nothing. Y'all are now listening to Talk of Brothers. Podcast. What's happening, everybody? It's your boy Go Deep. And it's your boy Smash coming at you. Well, welcome you guys to another episode of Talker Brothers Podcast. Smash, what's going on, bro? Man, what's up, bro? I'm good. Hey man, they, they actually get to see the beauty with the voice this time, bro. Oh, thanks for the compliment, bro. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. You so no. kind. <laughs> oh, I was speaking to myself, but okay. I'll let you have it. What's hey. been good with you? Man, nothing, man. I'm I'm sitting here excited. We're gonna get some sports in the in the building. And you know, you think so? Y'all right, we go. Well, hey, Major League Baseball, they're about to shut down, but I think this bubble thing for the NBA is working, man. I think I hopefully hope these other teams will do the same type of thing. Now you know me and you both. Well, you you a little bit on baseball, but I don't care about baseball. I can care less about basketball right now as well. Is the football season gonna start? Oh yeah, it's gonna start. The field counts don't get a chance to lose. Don't worry about it. <laughs> they get a uh, chance to lose. Yeah, let's see how them ain't gonna do too. Hey man, we we gonna do all right. Just as long as they play, <laughs> win, lose or draw, I'll be happy at this point, bro. I'll Drew Brees still invited invited to the cookout? Mm, no. <laughs> no, his 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 pass has been rescinded. He's no he, longer invited. Can he bring a dish through though and drop no, it off? He can't bring anything. Nope. He, he, just, he just better not throw interceptions. That's what he better not do. That's, <laughs> all, that's all I can say for that. But look, man, we got a we got a good show on hand. I mean, we we shouts out to 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 your boy uh to your boy Will had us on his show, and in that conversation. You know, we had talks about relationships and a stat just stuck out to me that 70% of women initiate divorce. So that has, I mean, that stuck on my soul for, for was what, two days ago? And I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm still thinking about it. So I was like, you know what? Let's go and have a show and we're going to get this out the way and, and try to put some, put some context to what's going on, you know? For sure, for sure. But we have, I got my brother-in-law, talked to him. He was like, heck yeah, put me on that show. I want to be on that. Brother-in-law, Quentin Murray, he's on. He's going to be on the show with us. We got Cathay. Um, she was on the show with Will. And I just loved her enthusiasm, her excitement, and that carefree attitude. I'm going to say what I got to say. You know I love that about people. And say what I got to say and, and do what I want to do. So we're going to bring those guys in and say hello. So welcome to the podcast. What up? Hey, how you doing? Oh, we're good. How's everybody good. doing today? Good. Doing good. Another day in paradise. Another <laughs> wet paradise. <laughs> yeah. I I want to apologize to y'all because I, I my grass was looking kind of shabby. Don't tell Smash. So I was asking for <laughs> all this rain, and I got more rain than I, I bargained for here. <laughs> Can I interject? Y'all really got to understand. I'm his brother-in-law. 17 years and cannot walk on his grass Nobody at his can. house. He'll oh, send me home. He's that's a lot of grass. 
You thought I was that guy. No, he's Stanley out there. (laughs) (laughs) Stay off my grass, Chris. Listen, I don't even walk on it. I don't even walk on it. Do the dog get to go on it? In the back. Oh, Lord. In the back. You know, I don't care about the back of the yard, but you know, you just. That's some pretty grass, though. No, it's nice. Well, you right, you saw old man that you could say, stay off my lawn. Oh, that's some serious grass. I ain't heard that in 30 years. Yeah, this grass has the uh, patterns in it, like the crossing, like like yeah. an NFL oh, field. Yeah, that's old. Like, you don't want to step on it. Yeah. So he's cutting it now. How much time did he put into that grass, though? How, how, long take to write a, how long does it take to write a check? <laughs> hey, it, it's Cash App now, baby. It's a click of a button. It's done. <laughs> Listen, I've cut grass in my lifetime. We had about a half an acre, a corner lot growing up. And I had to cut that grass every Saturday, like mm. clockwork. So I promised myself when I grew up and I got my own there was three things I wasn't doing anymore. I wasn't cutting no grass. I wasn't washing no dishes. And I damn sure wasn't filling no ice trays. So. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> so I got an ice maker, a dishwasher. And then the dishwasher actually break. I got three dishwashers in there. So I'm All good. Right. I'm <laughs> you know what? I don't own an ice tray my damn self. I don't want man. a house, man. And then you mess around, forget to fill it up. It's over. And if you yeah, felt like I did, you had to get up out the bed. It's just bad as leaving a dish in the sink. You yeah, got to exactly. like, your mama can't get no ice as hot as it is out here. Oh, it's going down. So yeah. Cathay, when you go to if you get invited to the brown residence, just prepare for lukewarm water. <laughs> <laughs> Room temperature. I have I, I, I drink my water. I drink my water rim temperature, so I don't need any cold water. No, I'm gonna need it to shock my body. I'm not doing any of that. It's too hot in Houston for that. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing like some, some room temperature water. Mm. Yep. So guys, we're gonna get into this, get into this because it shocked everybody when the when the comment was said. And I mean, I've I've done my research and looking around and fell down this rabbit hole and realized this this subject has been touched a few times but hadn't been touched by us mm. so i want to make sure that we get all of us get our opinions on it so that we can give some kind of clarity some kind of understand help me understand this because this is this is amazing I, I would figure that men would be the ones to initiate divorce more than women but we'll get more into that but let me run this clip real quick so that you guys can see this clip and we'll take it from there a new study shines a light on how romantic relationships break up. It finds married women are more like than twice as likely as married men to take the first step towards divorce. But the same isn't true when non-married couples split up. So possible reasons for women being dissatisfaction in their in their marriage, um, roles and expectations. How do you guys feel that plays into this crazy stat of 70%? Um, 70%. I have to... Go ahead, go ahead. No, Kathy, go ahead, please. 70% um, is a lot. That's a lot. But it's not like, like you said before, people stayed together there and they didn't have somewhere, they didn't have somebody slipping in their DMs, they didn't have all this convenience, right? It's easy to do. 
But I think it boils down to the value system and the core system. Um, it's going to be a lot of moving parts of that. Some of it is going to be women who said, you know what, I'm worth more than this. I'm not staying in this. All right. Um, there is a lot of bisexuality. That's the thing. Um, it's a lot happening out here. Uh, a lot of fighting, a lot of dysfunction, a lot of um, uh, addictions. Right. You got people with childhood trauma. That's an addiction. They haven't dealt with any of that. And they hopped in a marriage, right? And then they carried that on. So they just hurting each other back and forth, back and forth. There ain't nobody doing no healing. So that's a, a lot of moving parts to that, I think. Yeah, right. I, I want to speak to it. Uh, I had an uh, opportunity to speak to a man that was married for 54 years. And I asked him, I said, um, so 54 years, how did you stay married for 54 years? And he looked at me in my eyes square and said, Lower your expectations. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was, that was that was the end of his I, advice. I thought Lower. you were gonna say something profound. That hurt a little bit. So, as a woman, that didn't seem profound. But as a man, mm-hmm. and maybe I, I I know they're scared of my sister. I don't know smash relationship situation. But as a man, you'll realize that. Hey, I'm just saying, as a man, you realize that we have great expectations of the woman that we call wife, and it may be a higher expectation than a reality of what we, you know, can really receive or expect from a woman. So he said, lower your expectations. But he said this behind that, raise, uh, lower your expectations, lower my expectations, and raise my role, if you will, raise my responsibilities, what he said in actuality. So we can't expect everything from the wife that that we, you know, feel like she should and is obligated to do as the wife figure. So as far as roles and expectations, men, the reason marriage is failing, men are not are not um they're not raising their role in the marriage as men, especially our younger, if we talk about African American men, I don't know about Caucasian men right now. We're not raising our role. We're doing the, the minimum basics to stay married. And that's not enough. Right. But if we lower our expectation, but raise what we do for our wives, we might see a, a, a deeper benefit uh, and a longer lasting relationship. It is what it is. Um, I thought my wife was gonna swing from the chandelier. Forgot to buy a chandelier, so ain't gonna be no swinging. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> see, you didn't meet that expectation. <laughs> right? Nah, I, I look at it. You don't buy a chandelier, ain't gonna be no swinging. I look at it like, um, basically like what everybody's saying, but I, I think a lot of people go into it with roles of what a husband should be and what a wife should be. And then they they have those expectations. And when those aren't met, they're, they are dissatisfied. For example, I'll give you, I'll give you an example of this girl I knew. She was married to um, her husband, of course. But anyway, uh, she was married and she got mad because he would stay up all night playing the video game and she would go to bed. But she would go to bed at eight o'clock. And she was like, she thought that when she go to bed, that he should go to bed, that they should go to bed as a couple, like, you know, Leave it to Beaver and or Claire Hustable and all them. The husband and wife go to bed at the same time. And and like you're saying, like that wasn't a expectation that this guy had. He was just like, you know, you go to bed. I don't want to disturb you because I'm I'm not sleepy right now. It's eight o'clock. Why am I gonna go to bed that early? But she ended up getting a divorce because she couldn't deal with 
that role. She thought that that was very important to her that they go to bed at the same time. She, I never, I had never heard anything like that. that. She had to deal with that was a control issue. Mm-hmm. You can't make nobody go to bed because you sleepy. That's a control issue. She needed to get her ass divorced. If that, As a matter of fact, he should have filed for divorce. Yeah. And that's her expectation, though. No, you know? that's a control issue. You ain't gonna tell me I gotta come on, honey. Let's go to bed. I gotta go to bed when you go to bed. Right. I can't with, watch a movie. Come on now. Lay down, let me let me explain let me expound on that a little bit because that's the same type of thing that my wife and I had early on in the relationship that when she went like she goes to bed on time like clockwork man like, like you know nine o'clock comes lights out she gone right so it, it took a while for us to get to realize that you know you know I, I'm a night owl that's just what I am that's what I do so I, I can't adjust that to to make sure that that here that I'm there but if you need me I'm just another room over you know what I'm saying so that once we got that understanding those roles and those expectations set in line then that was just one less thing we had to fuss and argue about because she knew I wasn't going to bed when you go to bed you know unless I'm tired yeah you know so that's that's I mean that's I think it's a control thing but I think it's also a lack of 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 communication between between the husband and wife and actually talking about what they expect from each other in the, within those roles uh, in, in that marriage. Let's go on to the next one. So for this one, um, more sensitive to uh, relationship issues. What would you say would be with going on with that, uh, Kathy? We'll start with you. Um, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Can you clarify the question for me? Like, what what, what would be a possible reason for a woman to be dissatisfied? if you know more sensitive in this situation with sensitive to relationship issues like excuse me kind of like i was saying earlier like where they go to bed together or maybe oh. he's maybe he's not cutting the grass and she expects a man to cut the grass instead of pay for it um oh or ma- take out the trash and you know stuff like that right sex is a big issue um, finances is a big issue. If your sex levels are off, your sex level as a woman is up here and you got a husband here, he's got to make you feel sexy. But if his sex is right here and you up here, that's going to be an issue. Even vice versa. You know what I mean? Because a man want to feel sexy as hell too. You know what I mean? He want to know, you know what I mean? He didn't want to know what you do it for him, right? <laughs> so, you know, he want to know that you still, you know, feel like that. So if you, if y'all sex is off, that that's an issue. Um, family, right? Family being in your business. Your mama being in your business. Uh, being in your business. Your family mm, in itself being in business. Taking away from your family and giving it to, or taking away from your core family to look out for your outside family, you know, without making sure that y'all cool. You know what I mean? My father would say, if you don't have to give away, don't, don't do it, right? right but yeah. when you make a little bit more and you do a little bit better, family will come to you. You, they need that bail out of jail. They need that help with rent or whatever. And as a black, as black family, we are, we don't only take care of our parents and our children. We take care of cousin, auntie, you know, if we have a little extra because we don't want to see them fall. That creates issues when you're constantly funneling money out of your house. And God forbid so, if, your, if your partner catch you giving it away behind their back. <laughs> so, Cathay, do you, do you think the things that you speak of that women are more sensitive to those than men? I think so. Um, I think so. If your brother is 
is in trouble or your brother is in jail and you go bail him out. I mean, I expect you to bail him out, but I expect you to discuss it with me first. You don't know what we're looking like on as far as finances. We may not be able to come up with all of it. We may only be able to come up with a portion of it, right? right. And then let them do whatever, but at least we contribute it. But we can't take away from us, right? So yes, I'm gonna definitely be sensitive when I think that you're doing anything outside of what this core is, because I'm supposed to be your life right now, not these other people. We are you, together, yeah. everybody else is with us. And so yes, yeah. so definitely be sensitive. Go ahead, Quinn. I can speak to that. I can speak to that. Derek, did my sister have a problem with you? I had to come get me <laughs> come get me out of jail that, that time. No, but your mama had a problem to come get um. me out. <laughs> Is she? Yeah, man. My bad. Yeah, you know, we, Are you we were first dating. Yeah, we were first dating. We had we had just been dating probably about I wanna say about eight months. And uh Yeah, yeah. Mom didn't know who I was. She didn't know who I just, you know, just a brother showing up at the door. She figured, you know, we weren't like when me and my wife met, I just knew instantly I was going to marry this woman. Right. So we instantly were in a relationship from the time that we went on our first date. We were lock and sync from that point forward. Right. right. So she didn't really understand how serious the relationship was. So thankfully, I'm right there. I'm right there. Got stopped. No, I can't remember what I got stopped for, but I remember that there's a there's another guy in, in Houston by the name of Derek Brown, right? And he has a warrant that's still wow. out to this day. Wherever he's hiding at, <laughs> if you don't want to be found, he's where you need to be. <laughs> so, so the guy was like, man, I'm not gonna I'm, I'm not gonna take you to jail. He said, I'm gonna take you to jail, but I want I'm, I'm gonna give you an opportunity to call somebody, come get your car, and I want you to get your car towed and stuff like that. So I called at the time we were dating, called my wife. And told her, hey, look, babe, my, my debit card is underneath the mat. The keys are underneath the mat. I left the car unlocked. And I was probably like three blocks from her house. That's where I was going on the way, on the way to her house. And wow. She, wow. I get, she drove me down. I call, get to, you know, you get, get your one phone call, get my one phone call in. I call, I call Yolanda and I say, well, are you, you better come get me? She was like, yeah, you left the debit card, right? I said, yeah, you know, I don't want you to spend your money. It's, 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 my, it's my problem. <laughs> And I can hear I, I can hear your mom in the background like he ain't got you ain't spending your own money on him, are you? I was like, oh man, this is not the first impression that I was trying to make. <laughs> you gotta you gotta know you gotta know Ruth Murray. She was suspect to come get me out of jail. And I was her son and I didn't do it. <laughs> so at least I know they came they came and got me. But Kathy, so so let me speak to it more seriously though. Um, you know, and I just brought that up because I know that my sister came at three three forty seven in the morning when they finally let me out and they came and got me. Um, and you mentioned jail, so I brought that up. But and I didn't do anything heinous. I was just irresponsible. Uh, but more sensitive. So my wife and I, <laughs> my wife and I have a, a a rule, and I didn't get this until about you froze. nine years oh. into marriage. Oh, can you hear me now? Is better? Am okay. I in? Yeah, yeah, you good. Go ahead. All right. All right. My, my wife and I have a rule, and I didn't get it until about nine years into marriage. And Derek and his wife, who's my sister, and me and my wife were married on the exact same day, one year apart. So they'll be fit, they'll be 16 years and we'll be 15 years this year. So it took me, it took me nine years of being stupid. Exact same day. Don't ask me a day because both of us probably get it wrong. 
Um, it took me nine years to be in. See, I thought it was twenty first. Um, but anyway, it took me nine years of being stupid to realize my wife. We finally came up with a rule that when someone has an issue in the marriage, you cannot just discard it, right? So my wife, if I come into the house and I give her a hug and a kiss and I go into the room and she come back to me and say, oh, I don't feel like you love me. And I'd be like, I just gave you a hug and a kiss at the door. I can't discount that, right? So being more sensitive to relationship issues means that no matter what she says, no matter how stupid it is, no matter how much I disagree with it, I gotta lean into what she's saying to find out what she's really saying. So men are generally unsensitive in marriage because we like, man, look, I just paid all the bills in this sun gun and we just, you know, I just sent you on a vacation. I just sent you to the store <laughs> and you didn't use your debit card, you took mine. And we think if we do that, when they have an issue, we're not listening for the underlying yeah. truth of what they're really saying. Cause y'all have, I'm not saying you, but you know, 97% of women, and this is not a true statement, but I'm just gonna put 97% women, they don't say what they mean. Oh, yeah. They no. say what they want to say and expect you to understand what they mean. Yeah. They say what they want to say, but they want you to interpret what they mean. Right. <laughs> yeah. Instead of saying, hey, I look, I miss you. You stayed late at work today, you know, and I really wish you would have called me three times today, but you only called me once. So for me now, we can't discard what they say. My wife come in and say that she got an issue with me. I have to embrace it and mm-hmm. ask her, okay, yeah, I'm sorry. Well, what, what can I do? and lean into it and find out what can I do to actually help you. So mm-hmm. I've learned if you be more sensitive as a male in a marriage relationship, it works better. Like you just can't dismiss what they're saying. No matter how preposterous it is, you gotta say, okay, what is he really saying? Mm-hmm. And that helps. That helps us. So we can conclude that women are more sensitive than men. Yeah, yeah. Right. Can, can you accept that? Continue? No doubt. I can definitely accept that. I mean, not these, not these, not these young, well, these young boys real sensitive now. These young boys are very, very sensitive. I ain't never heard so many men talk about their feelings in my life. So I'm gonna I'm say this 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 last generation and dropped the ball. Right. So we talk so, about their feelings too damn much. So the so Gen Z, so some of the millennials and Gen Z both sex are male and female are sensitive. That's what we're saying here. Yeah, is that Gen Z or is that everybody got a trophy mm. generation? That's, that's the everybody got a trophy generation, ain't it? That's you just it up and you got a trophy. Yeah. yeah, that's 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 part of that's the back end of millennials, and this wow. whole this whole part of Gen Z. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's move on to the next one. Feminist ideal. How does feminist ideals play into this seventy percent? Smash. I'm gonna hear from you first. <laughs> that's where I would have to. Um... That's what I would have to say. Like um, a lot of women, well, I'm not gonna say a lot of women because I can't speak for women, but I feel that uh, women come in saying that, going back kind of to the roles where a man should do this, a man should do that. Like a man should uh, take out the trash, a man should open the car door for him. And I think they have those old I feminist ideals of what a man used to be back, you know, when our grandparents were growing up and what they did compared mm-hmm. to how men are now because men kind of look at it on the opposite end like hey you want to be independent you want to be treated fairly like then let's share these roles you know what i mean let's share these roles like 
why should I take out the garbage when you were the last one to, you know, put it in there? Like, I'm out here cutting the grass, why can't you cut the grass? Or, you know what I'm saying? You, you ain't gonna expect her to change the car all or nothing. But it's just, I think that's where the feminist ideas come in. And I think when women have an idea of what a man should be and they don't um, voice that, like voice that premarital, like I expect this from a man or I like my man to do this. And then they get married and that man isn't doing it and they get dissatisfied and they'll find that, they'll always find something that they don't like in someone else. You know what I'm saying? Right. What about you, you Kapei? Um, I've never been on board with this whole feminist thing anyway. I really? feel like this is an excuse for, for white women needed the numbers, black women wanted to be included. So they joined this temperance movement. And then instead of, instead of letting a man be head of household, right? They took these ideals from these white women. This, that was not our movement and we had no business in there. How many movements have you seen them show up for us? Wow. That's the first thing. Second thing is, is that after restoration, we had a period in time where we didn't have to go in nobody's house and work. We were able to stay at home and watch the children because our husbands were self-sufficient. We had the Ford plant, we had um, businesses, we had gardens, you name it, we were good, right? But because you wanted to be included and you wanted to be accepted, I think that that uh, desegregation was the biggest mistake we ever made, right? I think <laughs> that we should have stayed where we were. So we sat here and we <laughs> white women and we didn't keep our husband head of household. Then when we went through the 60s and we got the riots, our property values go down. Our husbands are not in the house. These white women have told us how to handle our men. And so we've gone from 1890 to 19. 50, almost 1960 as married women and all of that flipped around to where now we the lowest married you know we got the lowest marriage rate out here all because of that that wow. time right? 1890 right. to 1960 we were married more than anybody yeah, you and, let the white women tell you yeah, how to handle your man and, and the stat mm. and, there's, and there's a stat that I just read um, mm. by doing my research that only 45% of African Americans are married whereas there are 80 that's there are 80 percent of white or latino or others that are married so the numbers that you speak of are definitely true i mean we, we right. definitely have they an issue mm -hmm. we were we were family at core because that's yeah. all we had to hold on to and right? can i speak to it go ahead. i'm sorry go, go ahead, ahead. <clears throat> go ahead q so kathy you know i'm a, a father four children two daughters uh 23 and 16 and I have a 12 year old son, be 13 in a couple of days, and a four year old. I think right now that they, a lot of, and just looking at the women, I mean, looking at the men that my oldest daughter date, a lot of women are being forced to be feminists, um, where they're forced to put the pants on over their dress because uh, we're calling our young men and we're not raising them to be uh, responsible. Um, and that's be large in part due to. <laughs> Um, the absenteeism of the father in the household. Uh, so men are being raised by women, they're being caught by women, so they are not stepping up to do the men thing. So the feminists, and, and, I, and I, I agree with everything you said about how it happened, but now we're getting the reverse of that where women are forced to be feminists because they just gotta survive. I work in a, uh, I work in the mortgage industry and this is the God honest truth and it hurt my heart. And I'm proud, it's crazy, because I'm proud and I'm hurt at the same time. 90% of my clients that are buying new homes in Houston, Texas are women. By themselves. Single women. Single 
mm. women. And I'm not just, I'm proud of them. I'm rooting them on. That's like amazing. And they have 780 credit scores and they make six figure salaries. And I'm like, where in the hell are the men? So now society's kind of flipped to where <laughs> feminist was a movement to where now women, of course, you know, our black women are being forced to be feminists because they got to take care of the business because men just aren't. So I, I agree with you. Um, but thing. there's a second level reality of it that's that's sad but it's sad and then it's empowering at the same time like they getting it like I, I have more clients that are women business owners than any male I don't it's it's crazy you know somebody buying you know half million dollar houses by themselves now ask yourself by themselves. those so, women that 90% of those women that are making six figures that are educated or business owners, because you don't need to be educated to be a business owner, but the women that are getting it, where in the hell are they going to find a man? At what point are they going to have to say, I don't mind dating beneath my station? Are they going to stay single for forever? Are they going to step outside of the box? What's going to happen with that? So somebody had that conversation with them that the that the man that was married fifty six years had me lower your expectations. <laughs> no. No. You're right, but listen, this is this is something that this is a phenomenon that you speak of that's that's definitely true. That we were predominantly raised in single parent homes. So as a yes, male, sir. as a male, you watch your mother be a strong figure. Sometimes she had to be that male. Sometimes she had to, she had to be that female and nurture you. But when we're, and I'm looking at this from a male perspective, right? Mm-hmm. My mother has always turned water into wine. My wife is is, wow. is glorious about turning <laughs> water into wine. How she do it, I don't know. But it gets done. But Baby Jesus. You back that up, no doubt. You back that up and you look at it from a female's perspective. So here, here are all these females growing up in these single parent homes. And then you see, they see their mother. They see their grandmothers. You see their aunts. And you see how strong they are, and they and they they want to feel like they don't want to feel like they have to depend on any man for anything, because that's the conversation that's always been had. You don't have to depend on a man for anything. It's never been teamwork make the dream work. It's always you don't have to depend on a man for anything. So I think now that feminist ideals are are commonplace because of it. You know, it, it's the ideals of that I can do for myself when I don't have to have a man to take care of me. And I just think that wow. that's just part of, of the the mindset of the modern day woman right now. Yeah, but every woman, at least black woman, needs a man. I don't care. That's part of your protection. Even when she say, I feel like yeah. that is a, I feel like that is a, a protection mechanism when she says, I don't need a man. Because we all need a man in some capacity or another. Right. That is our protection, right? Right. That is who we lean on. That is the man that is supposed to carry the weight of the world on his shoulders and only call you in when shit get too rough. Right. This is how this is supposed to work. My parents were married for 50 years until my father passed away. And for 50 years, I could watch my mother and my wow. father. I could ask my father for something, but he know he better had a right answer because I could watch my parents communicate with their eyes. Right. Right? I don't see any of that. Wow. Like, if they ask your father, he knew he better had a right answer, right? right. 50 years, my wow. mother would say, you don't need no man for nothing. It's just somebody extra clean up after and and you don't have, and my mother preached that. However, my mother went to work when she wanted to. Right. So if right. she got mad about something wow. and she said, well, I want to do this. And it was outrageous. And my father said, bullshit, you know what I mean? And my mother would say, well, you know what? I'm going to go get a job. And then he would just laugh. He said, go on and get a job then. 
My mother would go, you know, go to work, get whatever it was that she was getting. She didn't even show back up at the job no more because my father handled it. You know what I mean? She just went to show him, right? She was going to show him. And my father yeah. was just laughing, yeah. so we're going to get to the job. Right. And, uh, and so she would. My mother could do anything. She could. She could do anything. But like that's I said, that's, that's, the, that's the whole thing. And so as a black woman, when you go out here and you get your own, that's the type of thing that you're looking for, right? Right. You're looking for that person that, like you said, you're not gonna understand everything, but you're looking for that person that's got your back. I could wake up any given night, my father was gonna be in that bed. When he decided to be a family man, he decided right. he was gonna be a family man. My father said, I'm not gonna pay my wife and somebody else. Damn that. You know what right. I mean? I give all the money to my wife, she do what I want. Wow. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. All right. And so, wow. Wow. He also said, you know, sometimes you have to step down, even when you're not wrong, just for the sake of, you know, just for your yeah. marriage. Yeah. Even when you don't be wrong, you just say, I'm sorry, honey, and that'll stop a lot of shit, right? Because yeah. it, takes, more ways. it takes two to argue, and right. nine times out of ten, women are always right, so, you know, you just kind of... <laughs> you just have to back up later when everything yeah. calm yeah. down yeah. and you just yeah. walk Choose your battle. Right? Yeah, because you guys are like elephants. Y'all yeah. don't forget nothing. Nothing. Like, that happened, that happened 13 years ago. You bringing that back up? No, when I say I forgive you, that is it. That's yeah. it for me. I can stay mad for two days and then I'm done. I ain't got time for that energy. I'm too tired for that. I, good shit made me go to sleep. I'm mad for two days, mad. And if you buy me something to eat or buy me something pretty, I done forgot already. Hell, I don't know. That's what, you know, you hey, all my male listeners, you better listen. She, oh, yeah. she, she's single. You right better now. listen. <laughs> yeah, you, you, want this, you want this marriage and you want this whole thing, but there's so many women out here, and it's not just men sliding in DMs. These goddamn girls are scandalous. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're scandalous for what it is that they are do. You know what I mean? They're going to do some stuff that some some of these wives ain't never doing. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they offering it up just, just on a whim. They don't want nothing for it. They don't want, you know what I mean? So anything, anything that'll give a man as a, like a wounded man or a man that feel like he not get a child, right? Any excuse. And he, you know, it's, it's just that accessible. So he has to have something about him that says that this person is more wow. important wow. than this shit over here. Yeah. Am I willing to throw everything wow. that I worked for away saying. for this? Go ahead, Q. That's, man, that's what I was sharing with Derek. That's what got me on this whole podcast. I was sharing with Derek that the standards, man, lower women, like they're, they're, they're putting up with anything these days. It's amazing to me. When I was, you know, coming up, you know, we had to take them to Papa Do's. We had to use all our refund check from TSU to get these girls to like us. Nowadays, they're accepting anything. And they just don't need no man. They got all I, the you know damn I mean? money. You know how much... That's what they say. No, so you know, you know how much residual. I'm still paying from student loans from girls I dated back in 1996. So we got student loan debt for girls I was trying to date back in 1996. Yeah, you need to edit this shit out right here. Don't edit. You got to know my wife, Kathy. My wife. My wife knows me. She knows she mad, and she decided to choose that. So that's on her at this point. God bless her heart. <laughs> that's all on her. her. <laughs> that's on her. And that's what makes that's what makes us work. Let's get it. All right, hold on. There you go. All right. Wow. So, what would you say 
is uh, power differentials within relationships, within relationships. And we'll that's I'll start first with this one. Yeah. This one here was a struggle for me in marriage. This one, I'm, I'm in my second marriage. First one was a test run that ended terribly well. But one thing I did learn from it is that once I met my wife and, and how independent she is and, and, and how strong will she is, and I had to learn to give up some power. And she had to learn from me to give up some power because we butted heads a whole lot in that first in that first three or four years about the differential of power. We our relationship and our marriage is not it's it's not the norm, you know, where you, you think about where you say the man is the head of the household. Well, sometimes she's the head of the household. Sometimes I'm the head of the household. So that differential power is spread around evenly because some things I do better than she do. Some things she does better than I do, right? So being able to understand the the different the different strengths and weaknesses within within each other and being able to sit down and communicate and accept that fact, right? It took a long time for us to accept that fact that you know, we'll sit down and fuss and be like, hey, I do this better than you, but I do this better than you. And then when we come sit down and think about it, like, you know what? We some damn fools. Cause you know what? If you do that better and I do this better, then let's just, you take that, I, you take this and we just, we gonna be happy as a family, right? And so I think that is one of the reasons that women are tending with, with this, with them feminist ideals that they want, they want the man <clears throat> to be the head of the household. And they, they want all that comes with that. But then at the end of at the end of the day, there's some things that they want. If if he makes more, if she makes more than him, that's that's kind of like thrown in his face and and making him feel less than a man because of it. And and these type of things that division that that differential in power should be talked about. It should be it should be equally across the board. It shouldn't be anybody just more domineering than the other other partner in the relationship. Let me say that. Q. Somebody jump in. I can speak to that. My wife has mastered the art of diplomacy, which I found a definition for her is, you know, diplomacy for my wife is letting me have her way. Um, All right. <laughs> and and it took me to it took me a long time to realize that she 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 let she lets me have her way. I met with another couple today that was married that had been married for 43 years. They came in over a couple refinancing the house, restructuring their debt. And they, uh, the the guy told me something. He said, let me tell you the secrets of marriage. He said, uh, I wear the pants in my house. My wife lets me wear the pants in my house, <laughs> but she chooses the color. Right. So, and, and he physically was like, I want to wear some dark denim blue jeans today, but I got, <laughs> he said, I want to wear some dark denim blue jeans today, but you see, I got on these light blue jeans today because that's what my wife told me I need to wear. <laughs> so, <laughs> so as you get further in marriage, you realize it's a give and take, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. um, you can't, you can't dominate a woman these days. They know too much. Um, and I said that women didn't know much in the past, but they're not, they're just not going for it. They're, they're, right. they're, they're not for it on any given day of the week. They know their strength, they know their power. Uh, most of our, you know, African-American women, that's someone I can speak to, that's all they've been married to. Um, they're not, they're not, they're not, you just can't, 
you know, tell me to go in there and shave your father-in-law like on color purple. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> you know, my daddy can't tell my wife not gonna shave him. Right. <laughs> he gonna have to go down. He gonna have to go down the street to Chris and get a haircut. You know, it's just things that change. So it's on the on the power differentials where we make it work. that will keep him from being dissatisfied. It's just letting her have your way, you know, or vice versa, you know, her letting you have her way. Either way, I think it works better when the woman feels comfortable in knowing that my man just isn't controlling me, but he's allowing me to have, you know, some leeway and, and power in the relationship. Right. And then there's just non-negotiables from there. My wife know what I'm not taking up, for, what I'm not going for, and what I'm not going to put up with. It just is what it is. Certain things not going to happen. Right. It's, yeah. it's just not. But at the same time, everything else I don't care about. Whatever you want to do, man, I sleep on the purple sheets. And I dream about purple rain <laughs> a couple of nights a week. I wouldn't go argue about them purple sheets. Don't seats. feel bad, bro. I sleep, in, I sleep in flowers, so don't feel bad, bro. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Mm-mm-mm. So I know you're paid. <laughs> What'd you say, Smash? It is what it is. Man, I mean, y'all y'all all said it pretty, pretty um, summed it up. You know, um, like you said, like you got to have that equality in the relationship. But I, I feel because like me and my wife have been married for 20 years, going on 21 in September. Um, wow. And and she she's so she's so independent that it bothers me sometimes. But I got to let her be independent and do her thing. But at the same time, like we know we've learned how to let each other. Like you were saying, D, like lead when the other one is strong in this uh, in this area. So, but at the same time, I will give my wife credit for it. She knows, she still wants a man to be a man. So she'll step back because she she don't feel like, you know, like if somebody come in the house, I shouldn't be hiding behind her with the gun. She gonna be like, hey, you go, I got your back. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm going with the gun and she got the second gun ready. If they get past you, I got the kids, you know what I mean? I'm I'm going to be the first defense, but she the backup. So wow. you, know, you ain't wow. gonna send your wife first. You're right. gonna go check it out, right? But um, so wow. we, we've learned our roles and stuff like that. And uh it, it's a struggle because like you said, there's certain things that no matter what, man or uh female, you're gonna put your foot down and you're gonna say your spouse ain't gonna do this, or you know what I'm saying, or that's it. So but but there are but there are like you said, there are some things that's non-negotiable and that's on both ways you know yeah. some things are just non-negotiable that you where you feel like you can promise who you are to appease that person and that goes both ways i mean there, there are things that i just i'm just not going to give up and that's things that she's just not going to give up and then you have to understand that and let's move past that and let's work on the things that we can you know and then sure. throughout the throughout the years those things that you know are those hot buttons you don't push them because you already we already endured that we already faced that you know that first five years is always the toughest because you're trying to understand who that person is you're trying to understand who you are i like my taller people to go over she like our taller people to go under you know it's, it's just those type of things that they seem minuscule they seem petty but those little petty things keep building up building up building up and until you discuss them you know I don't like one ply. I like I like saw. I like quilted. You know, it's just those type of things that you that that'll irk you and get on your nerves. And, and until you can understand that in that relationship, you're gonna get done. What about you, Captain? 
cut thing. I think, uh, I think that people are under the impression that their partner is supposed to complete them. Y'all been married wow. But now, this new generation don't know you're supposed to complement each other, not complete each other, right? Just like you said, there are things that you are good at, there are things that she's good at. And although it shouldn't be a problem with just whoever stepping into the role when it's necessary, sometimes you get a little kickback, right? But also, like I said, the new generation has a whole thing. You know, there, like I said, I know people who have made more than their husbands for a period of time, not a big deal, but you can see these women confront the men and you can see them name off everything that they bought, everything that they purchased, everything that they paid for, right? right. That's not the way to treat a man. So no matter what it is, if you take a man and he makes less than you or he doesn't have as much as you, that's what you sign on for. You don't get to abuse or be right. little or vice versa, right? right? If that's what you sign on for, you don't get to be frustrated and mistreat that person. Or like I said, it's going back down to power. And I don't know why people are so power obsessed over people. I believe that anytime a person tries to tell another person what to do repeatedly or force them to do something that they're not with, that's witchcraft to me. You trying to make a wow. whole person do something, right? I think it's, <laughs> it's and don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with witchcraft. Don't get me wrong but the way they use it is a bad deal, right? Right. Okay. You're not there to complete each other, you're there to complement each other. So you have to figure <laughs> out what 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 formula works for you, right? If you are a person <laughs> where your man or your woman has to make more and you're comfortable with that, you just have to figure right. out what that communication looks like. We all have in our mind what it is that we want in a person. And so as you yeah. were saying, uh, Q, lower the expectation, okay? So we got that. We, we've heard that a couple of times. We got that. Okay, lower your expectations. But it's just some stuff. The word non-negotiable came up. It's just some stuff that's non-negotiable. Yeah. I'm not ever taking out right. trash, right? I'm not ever, ever, ever taking out trash. That's never happening for no. me. Mm, um, no. That I'm, that I'm not doing. That's a non-negotiable for me. But I also don't yeah. expect my man to do laundry. So, okay, that's fine. Yeah, I'll, I'll get the laundry because I believe in traditional roles. But that's what yeah. I believe, in, right? Okay. No, so I'm, with I'm, sure. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Am I? Hmm. What you say? No, in my house, my wife cannot. My wife cannot take out the trash. She cannot take out the trash. If she takes the trash out, I'm going to ask her politely to go back down to the curb and bring that back up here so I can do my job. That's a non-negotiable in my house on the trash. Like, it, no, you don't touch trash. You gotta, you gotta touch my kid's face with those hands and touch trash. Are you serious? Right. No. So you it's have not a an option. This is what you're doing. I'm gonna take out this this trash. This is my role in the house. But I'm sure there is something that is specifically ordained to her, right? Right. But that's your exchange, yeah. right? I don't know what it is, yeah. but that's your exchange. Right. It's, it's, it's non-negotiable. I'm right. gonna take this trash out, but I expect it from you. I hear people say all the time this unconditional yeah. love. Me and Will fight about this unconditional love all the time. There is no such thing. Love is conditional. It's always been and always will be. It is contingent on me being who I am and you being who you are. I expect specific things from you. You wow. expect things from me. Love is always conditional. Even when I was a child, wow. my father loved me, but I better get a certain grade. I better act a certain way. I don't know if he would have stopped loving me, but that was a condition of my father's love. Mm. All love is conditional to me. Wow. Okay. That's a mouthful. Wow. So, so, so we discussed. <laughs> so we discussed the problems, but now let's look at some of these solutions and how we can. Some of these solutions can play things that we can do to make this thing a little bit better. 
And one thing I always look at is, you know, the premarital planning. People always plan to get into these weddings, mm. want to get married, and they have this grandiose idea. But the, to actually sit down and as two people and sit down and, and let me kind of get an understanding of who you are. Let me get a kind of understanding of who you are. Um, I know this is going. It's kind of it's kind of a bad thing to say, but I want to live with my wife before I married her because I wanted to get out of that honeymoon stage. I wanted to see all the bad things that she do, the things that that irks me to death, and I wanted her to see the things that irk me to death, so I can mentally and physically get prepared for that. So, premarital planning is big, and one of the things that that they say is. Um, discuss these expectations that we spoke yeah. of, right? Don't yeah. go in there blindly with these expectations. If you, before you say I do, at least have some understanding of, of where we're going and who we are and how we're going to complete this and you know continue this relationship on until um, death do us part. What do you think, uh, Smash? No, I agree. I, I tell everybody, man. Um, you know, I, I deal with um folks all day in my job that that are trying to get married. And I always tell them you gotta have these premarital talks because what your idea of marriage is may not be his or her idea of marriage. So you gotta, you gotta discuss this because that's important. If you if you don't discuss what your idea is, like like uh Cathay said, um Cathay said that uh she's never gonna take out trash. But this guy may have grew up where he grew up in a household of four or five sisters and they took out trash. It was just a chore that everybody had to do. So he might expect that, but that's something that y'all need to talk about. And it, that's that's the main important thing, I think, right there, premarital planning. You plan to get married. Everybody put all this time into these marriages, but you don't plan the pre-marriage, you know what I'm saying? You don't sit down and have the discussion about what you expect out of marriage. So I agree right. 100%. What do you say, Q? Yeah. Uh, I'm all about, you know, premarital planning. Um, you know, it costs uh, $71 to get a marriage license. <laughs> uh, premarital counseling, free. Divorce might cost you $1,000. You know, it's it's about, you, you look at it in steps. Um, you know, we all have to admit that in the first several years of dating somebody, you, you're definitely dating a representative. You don't really know who that person is. That's the person they sent to you that's listening to every conversation you had and say, okay, I'm going to be everything he needs me to be. But you're going to hold that up for so long. Premarital counseling, uh, my wife and I do premarital counseling. Just, you know, throw it out there. Um, and our goal is to make people not want to get married. That's our goal. We we Wait. pick, we pry, we pull out every single demon, every single imp. Our goal is to make them hate each other by the time they're done with us. Because... It's, it's easier to figure out before you get married that you don't need to be married. I don't, you know, um, we're, uh, we pastored the church for a couple of years. Uh, and um, we, we realized that a lot of times in the Christian community, we, we kind of force people to stay together. When truth is, they should have never got married. So we try to stop people from getting married. That's our goal. We go to premarital counseling, it's, we're going to find a way to stop these people from getting married. <laughs> and if they survive it, and they get married, right. then they're gonna last. If they don't, then we save people a lot of time and money. Say we save them a whole wedding, seventy-one dollars on the uh, on for the for the uh, marriage license, and everything else. The embarrassment of being married for six six months and getting a divorce. Um, right. We try to break people up. 
Mm-hmm. Period. We should we we do our our dangest to break people up mm-hmm. when we do our premarital counseling because people really you know you you realize that and I'm gonna say this and I'll back up off and I'll let y'all keep the show moving but we gotta admit that the first attraction is sexual. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And when you're having sex with somebody before you get married, you it's like doing crack and trying to make decisions. There's right. an endorphin release that has the same power as crack cocaine. Right. So you're gonna ask two crack addicts, do they really love each other? Mm. No, I, I I love look, Cathay about to choke. Um, we got two, we got two crack we got two crack addicts trying to make a decision to come together forever. No, we're gonna break that up. We're gonna sober y'all right. up and make y'all feel like, realize y'all really love each other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can make a life, life decision on crack. Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely crackhead behavior. Come on. You know, and, and that's the truth. Sex Come is on. A, a power is it's a very, very powerful drug. It is a drug in itself. You can stop doing everything yeah. else in this world it's as Rick long James. as you've got a good partner, right? You said don't. Yeah. It's Rick James. Premarital sex is Rick James. Yeah. <laughs> it's Rick James. Okay, it's a powerful drug. I mean, um, how many so, times have we you know, been When you try to separate, separate. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. How many times have we no. got a partner? Yeah. And the sex is so good, we stay way longer than what we should. It should have just been like a six-week thing where we had a really good time, you know, has a couple dinners, and and then that been it. Just never talk to each other again. But we keep it going for two years. We keep it going for a year and a half because the sex is good when we should just go right on in there, get what we came for, and then just be done. And, and the three three married people on this podcast will say no comment. <laughs> it's, just, it's just some stuff you no just comment. see. I'm saying I can say I can say stuff. I can no say comment. stuff. Okay, but yeah, I think I think no we stuff. And the, the first thing yes. is physical, the way they look, the way they smell, all of that, right? And then you think that y'all don't click. You yes. know what I mean? Because you got that chemistry. Y'all ain't clicked. you that's the whole sex thing. He nice to you. Hey, nice to tell you. Just yeah. happened to fall look. off, right? Me and my me and my wife clicked. I don't know what y'all talking about. So I, I'm the odd. I'm the odd man. Out I mean, this you bunch. can say that twenty years later. You know what I mean? Seventeen years later, thirteen years later. But I mean, for the most part, I mean, how many people have you had a connection with? You know what I mean? From from 2015 to 2017, I probably yeah. fell in love twice a year on average. You know what I mean? I had connections. Shit. These are connections. And, that is and, and funny. then you pull that Cathay, and then you pull that credit report. And you, find, <laughs> you know what though? I know real. when it's time to let something go though, too. You know what I mean? Once the once is the once that fears and fizzled out, I'm done. Once it stopped being right. fun, it's over for me. Because Cathay I am out there. you know, hundred percent of the time. This is me all the time. Sometimes they out there having entanglements. Like, wow. huh? Entanglements. You out there having entanglements. Never break bad. Jada's hoe broke bad. Uh, <laughs> wow. Moving wow. on. Moving on. <laughs> that's the next. That's the next podcast. I never heard that. That there either. Your hoe broke bad. You ain't never heard. The pimp, you ain't never heard the pimp say your hold my hold I'm broke bad. That means she don't win so much. You know what I mean? Hey. All the business, all that. Yeah, Jason, hold broke bad. 
Got me a soundbite. That's, <laughs> that's the next segment. That's the Got next segment. It. How you keep your hoes from breaking bad? <laughs> so, how does how does the the, the vibe? A million views, guaranteed. We hope so. <laughs> how dividing up responsibility equitably can can keep the keep a marriage keep that seventy percent going downward? Like we speak of, we speak of. A man wow. is going to take out the trash. Woman is not going to take out the trash. Woman's going to wash clothes. But there should be some unisex chores around here that we all can do, <laughs> and we all split wow. them up equitably. Correct? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. So I mean, I, I, mean, I do. I do it all, man. Like I ain't gonna lie. Like I, I let my wife know my work. I, I can. I tell her I can uh, cook. I can clean the house. I can wash my own clothes. I really only need you for one thing, honestly. Hang and, it up, Drake. Come on, and really, go. and really, I can do that myself <laughs> if if you want to be honest. So I let her know my work. You know what I mean? Because like, wow. if, if you say that nowadays as a man, if you can cook, you can clean, you wash your own clothes, or you can, you know how to wash your clothes. Man, you 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 a gold mine. You wow. a, you a unicorn. Because a lot of dudes, some dudes can't cook, right. so they depend on a female to cook. And then, like some women, like you know, some women know how to take care of their car. They might go to the, you know, go to the uh, shop, or they got uh, their brothers or you know uncles who know how to help them out with the car. Right, right. Yeah, so they, so they don't learn how to do oil. When you single, you learn how to do a lot of things that you wouldn't otherwise do. You just gotta know your work. So that's when you do uh, divide those responsibilities uh, equally. You know what I'm saying? But the thing about a man that can do all of what what you doing, cooking for herself, if he leave. You know, if you if you leave and you go out of town, you're not to worry about him starving to death. Wow. I, mean, I know a, a couple that were together, the husband never right. never did laundry. I used to think to myself, I know he over there. Is he eating? You know, you what no, <laughs> no I had no microwave then. But all he had to do was put that tin pan in the oven and put it on 350 and he knew how long to put it on there. But she cooked a week's worth of food before she went to Camden, Arkansas. Wow. So, right. Right. so but oh, when wow. you have a man, Man. When yeah. you have a man that can do everything, that just lets you know you're there because he wants you there. Right. Exactly. He don't need you there. Wow. That's the whole wow. there because he wants you there. Yeah. And you wanna be, you wow. wanna be wanted. Wow. Because people will go in the store and get forget all the shit that they need to get something that they want. You always wanna be what he wants. You don't wanna be what he needs. Right. Uh, yeah. If you if you do that, they won't break bad, huh? They won't break back. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You gonna get me in trouble here, Captain. Right. Because he gonna he gonna yeah. try. He gonna try. I'm gonna be on the couch. <laughs> Say, how many, how many carry on like regularly. Don't get tip. brand new because you had one podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All y'all married. Nah, y'all got nah. to do. I ain't married. Hell. <laughs> nah. Can you be my manager? Look, can you be my manager? <laughs> I won't break bad. Just be my manager. <laughs> I won't break bad. <laughs> I, I love to see black men that love their wives. Not fake love they yeah. wives. You know, for other people, but love, genuinely love they wives. They know the strengths, they know the weaknesses, and they raise in their children. Right. See, we talk about things that we can do. The best yeah. thing that we can do is put beautiful children out here in the world because we raising that next generation. This one, hell, throw this one away. I'm serious. I don't know if we can do anything yeah. with that. You know what I mean? It's like becoming a billionaire and realizing uh, that you can't reach back and get everybody else, right? 
Right. You have this knowledge, you have this information, but everybody is butt sore about no matter what you say. But yeah. you have these beautiful babies, so you raise your yeah. son in men role, and you raise your daughters in women roles, and in that way, they femininity can can flourish, right? They can be those feminine daughters that you want them to be. They can wear dresses. They don't have to, you know, get down and dirty and do everything themselves. We may not be able to correct right. the behavior, but the best thing that we can do as mothers and fathers, even if we don't stay together and we co-parent and we co-parent effectively, we need to raise beautiful sons and daughters because this is what we unleash on the world. Right. right? And this is our legacy. Uh, it's not about money. Legacy so, so, is about that name. So you saying this Gen Z is is breaking? They didn't break bad already. Man, look, you got a couple. <laughs> you got a couple that's getting their thing together, but they, I think that's just in the blood. That's something in their spirit that say, "I'm not part. I'm not with them." Right? right. But then you got the rest who can't think for themselves because they consistently, you know, on their phones and they let memes like these are therapists. They let memes dictate to them what relationship goals need to be. These are memes. Wow. These people ain't got no psychology degrees. They got no sociology wow. degrees. They have no economic training. Stop letting these memes tell you what a relationship is supposed to be like, mm-hmm. right? That's a mouthful wow. right there. And so yeah, we have yeah, to. Hey. We have to. We have to figure it out. I'm not single because I have to be single. I'm single because I like it, right? Right, right? I'm single because I know that there's a lot wow. of responsibility that comes with being a wife, <laughs> and I'm not trying. I'm not trying to be that responsible. I would have to be responsible for somebody else's feelings. I have to come home when I have to come home, right? I may or may not come home. I may want to drink too much. He may not play that shit, right? You should end it nobody got time for that. He may not play that shit, right? (laughs) I may want to wear my thigh out. My man may not play that shit. See, it's some things that you can do. I'm with that, though. I'm with that, though. And if I'm going to be in a relationship, I have to respect his feelings, and I have to respect everything about him as a man. Right. And so the way I live my life, I'm not that woman to be nobody's wife. Now, can I be somebody's wife? Absolutely. But I'm not living my life real wifely life. You know what I'm saying? Let me say this. Let me say this. You, you live in your life uh, absent real, real, I was about to use the N word. You you live in your life absent a real man. Real man don't care about none of that. I want that thigh out there because it's mine. <laughs> and it's coming home with me. I so everybody can look at it. I, beg I know, Derek. I would let you know we different <laughs> to begin with. So you old school, you, um, you just seem so old. Yeah, and you I, seem I, like you be the one be like, come on, it's eight o'clock. We're going to bed right now. Nah, <laughs> I'm a night owl. But no, I mean, no, I, I, I want to say that because um, some sometimes it goes too far. And when that caused too many eyes to look and too many gawkers, that touches your soul. I don't care how much of a I don't care how much a man that you are and how in tune you are to your wife and your relationship and in tune to you who you are. There is going to be somebody that's going to be so disrespectful to you and your significant other that now I got to be a man to step out. So you know what? Let me, you know, you want to do that? Let's close these doors. Yeah, send, the right. kid, send the kids to I, grandma house. Send the kids to grandma's house, and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna be like Lionel Richie. We're gonna dance on the ceiling. Put that dress on, and we're gonna dance on the ceiling. But it's just, I'm kind of saving myself. I'm kind of saving others from themselves because they're not gonna respect. Yeah, you, you want your wife but to you, feel sexy. You want your wife to feel, you know, attractive. But it's it's not for everybody's eyes. You know what I'm saying? It's not for everybody's gleaming eyes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Let me say this, Derek. You my brother-in-law. Let me say Let me say this. I'm sorry, Kathy, not to talk over you. I respect you. But, Derek, you are from New Orleans. And y'all have a whole different mindset than everybody else in the world. You grew up in New Orleans. You from the murder capital of the world. Y'all, it's just certain things y'all not going to put up with that people from South Park, Houston, Texas, Mike. So when I say that, you know, nobody's going to do Nobody's gonna disrespect me ever. Understand that, but right. I'm saying I don't mind if somebody appreciates my wife. Otherwise, why would I be married to her? You know, if if I'm the only person on the earth who wants her. No. <laughs> but you know, like too, when you, you know, look at it like that, though, see, like now I can wear my thigh out. If I get in a relationship, yes. I have to accentuate my body because I'd have to respect who I was with, right? right? Everything that I That's have it. is not for everybody, right? right? Now it may be fitted. It ain't nope. gonna be it won't be that it won't be that split of the thigh, but you're gonna see all of this 28 inches of waist because I'm accentuating <laughs> my body, right? All right. 28 inches. I work hard for it, right? <laughs> so they gonna see yes. it, but right. it's not gonna be, you know, I ain't gonna sit up as high up here. Right, right. Now they ain't gonna never be flat, but I ain't gonna sit up as high. I ain't gonna show as much cleavage. I'm not gonna show as much thought, they, but I'm always respect they're my not gonna get the They're right. not going to get the 29th inch. They're going to get the 28th right. inch, not the 29th inch. inch. <laughs> right. you, you do. You have to respect the man that you with. Yay. And like I said, it's yeah. not that. It's not that. Because I do enjoy being single. But at hey. some point, yeah. I'm going to need to find somebody to go on and die with. You know what I mean? I'm going to need to find somebody. You just got to find somebody. Let me yeah. help you, though. Huh? He said, let me help Hey, no. quit. You, I'm, I'm, it, it, you know, unfortunately, I want to say this though. Unfortunately, it's gonna be hard for you because you seem like you're a strong woman. It, it would take a strong man to be with a strong woman. That's the bottom yeah. line. Like, that's true. That's you not got a somebody, compliment. If you got somebody, you got them. You know, uh, that's not a compliment. No, yeah, strong and it's hard to find. Like, you know. Uh-oh. Well, I, I, I'm apologizing on that. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me stop. I'm going to go deep. Move on. No. If you say strong right. woman, it don't give. Huh? You know, it's, there's no room for my femininity to flourish. When you see me as a strong woman, you see me as being able to, you know, just get down in the dirt with what, you know, just go to war. That, that's the mind. That's what the mind looks like. That's what the mind's eye look like. I'm tough. Now there's all that masculine energy, right? Um, I can challenge a man. That's what strong says to me. I don't want to be that. I want to be soft and I want to be pretty and I want to be, you know, loved on. I want to be like, baby, look at me standing on one foot and it's magnificent. Nah. You can be all that being strong. Magnificence. You can be all that being strong. Look at me. Let me tell you this, Kathy. No, no, no. Let me tell you, Kathy. Let me correct you. Now, most men need that because when, you, when you're trying to build something from the ground up, you can't deal with all that feminine. You need somebody that can be strong. Bottom line. So don't ever diminish who you are because, but but you can be feminine. Feminine, your skin can be soft. You can use all the you know olive oil. Also, we need that, but we also need your strength because we can't have you malfunctioning, breaking down while we're trying to right. build. So no, don't ever diminish your strength. The, don't the diminish your job, strength. No, we need that. Me. The the woman's job is to a man tells her where he wants to go, with the direction he wants to go in, where he wants the family to mm-hmm. be. He tells her, and she puts that blueprint there. Right. He has a blueprint. Now, all he has to do is execute that blueprint. That don't make her not strong. That just make you not have to say it. Strong is not a compliment to a woman that wants to be feminine. You tell us where you want to go, and we're going to make sure you get there. Because at the end of the day, 
we are behind you. We are life's biggest cheerleader when it comes to our man. If we will follow a black man to the penitentiary and do a 20 year bid with him. What the hell will we do for success? And let me say this then, Kathy. Kathy, let me say this to help you. Let me, let me, let me help you understand my point, right? Mm -hmm. And then we'll pull forward. Mm -hmm. My wife has punched me in the face harder than any man on this planet. And I'm from South Park. He says I've been in fights. Hold up, I but thought you said I, I thought you said wait, that chick that chick named that chick named Della hit harder than her. No, no. Laricia <laughs> Lestay Murray has punched me in my face harder than any man, but her skin is soft as silk. So when I talk about strength, and she called and she hit me in the face because I called her a bitch. Oh, that, yeah, that, that'll, get, that'll, that'll get you that side right cross. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah, listen. You are that. So, 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 you know how hard it was for me to say, bitch, right then? That was hard. That's the last thing. Because I was afraid she was going to come in here. I was afraid she was going to come in and hit me again. I'm looking on my shoulder right now. Bring when it I, back when up, I say you need that strength oh, to come in, what I'm saying is, my wife is this, and Derek can attest this, my wife is this, as girly as they come. Mm -hmm. But her hook, mm -hmm. hooks. Okay? <laughs> we we need that. The day she punched me in the face for calling her a bitch and this second girl was the day I knew I need to marry her. So oh. don't, so, so what I'm saying is mm -hmm. don't, we need that. Mm -hmm. We need, I, I own a company, I work 100, I, if I do not work, we do not eat. If I do not work, the back of the screen is black. Lights out. Okay? okay. I need a strong woman behind me. Uh, I'm black as hell. All y'all will see is this white part on this cap. That'd be the only thing in the podcast right now. Because I'm trying to do this in the dark. I need her to be strong. That is a compliment. Don't ever take that away from yourself. You understand me? Be strong. Stay strong. Because that's the only way us yeah. as black men who really out there getting it. If I was going collecting paycheck every day from an mm -hmm. industry, then I can say, oh, I want my woman to be soft. No, I need her to be strong as shit because I can't make it without her being strong. I can't, I can't okay. as an entrepreneur. I see where you're coming from. So don't, don't give that up. Don't mm -hmm. give that up. No, why would you do that? You don't need to be soft. You I need to be strong. Because your husband. Strength is, just, strength is just when you say, when I hear a strong black woman, it's like fingernails on a chalkboard. It's like, you know, it is for me. Because no. to me, strong black woman is just not a compliment. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it, it gives it the, the reverse effect, especially out here to other people. Now, you may know what it means, but white folks don't know what it means. Asians don't know what it means. It, it's something different. So then it gives well, us that masculine look. Well, one thing you gotta understand is that we are built different. We are built different. We are totally built yeah. different. As an African-American male and female, we are built to withstand and endure so much more than they were yeah. that, that they could ever come across. So what you're what you're deeming is is what we're saying is is tough and mm -hmm. strong. Mm -hmm. You you had no choice but to do it. But I guarantee you, when you find that guy and you and, and that guy you know tickles that yeah. fancy, you gonna be soft as cotton. <laughs> But when he screw up, right. that hard part is going to come out of you. Strongest. And which needs to be to put him back in his place. And that's just, that's not a bad thing. That's a that's, that's yeah, a, that's a compliment. compliment. And that's a compliment. I'm, I'm, I'm going to jump in on this because, like, I, I love strong women because you got to be strong to deal with me. Because oh no doubt if if yeah. <laughs> if I wanted to if I wanted a weak woman, I, I'm going to be honest on this. If I Here wanted we go. a weak woman, I would have married outside of my race. Mm. Oh. 
Okay. Wow. I you were okay. Else. okay. I'm just saying because I believe that I believe that black women are the strongest women, mm-hmm. and I need somebody. And I grew up in a single parent household where I saw my mom being strong. She didn't take no shit from nobody, mm-hmm. and that's you know what I'm saying. That's what I like. I like a woman who don't take shit. Like you, you gotta let your man be a man when he, you know when the time is. But like um, like they were saying, if you step out of line. Yeah, you you need to get some right hooks. You know what I'm okay. saying? All I'll right. Put you back in line. We're learning stuff tonight. But, We're learning but, stuff. But not every dude can handle a strong woman. Not every. And that's why. And a lot right. of and, and a lot of black males tend to look on the other side. And I hate doing this because I always want somebody to defend themselves with this. <laughs> but I, I but that's <laughs> but that's one of the reasons why they tend to look that way because it's more submissive type of situation. Whereas black women are strong and they're not they're not gonna tolerate a lot of stuff that we do. Cause as a man, I'm only gonna I'm only I'm gonna go as far as you let me go. Yep. Now when it's time for you to reel me back, I, I I'm to the point now where I understand okay, I messed up. Well, a lot of men, they want to go and go and go and go, and but they want they want that feminine side to be there as well, and so that they tend to look for that submissive, the submissive other versus mm-hmm. that strong black woman that will hit you with that right hook. But yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yes. Let's let's get to this last bullet point. I want to go ahead. Re-examine traditional. Ooh. Re- <laughs> re-examining traditional. And okay, take it, Goldie. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> re traditional is, is, and I know, Kathay, you are a traditional woman, and I have, I have yeah. some tra- some things that I want to be traditional, but I, I try not to have a traditional relationship to the point where, again, I'm gonna say it again, where I'm I'm the head of the household. I'm not the head of the household all the time. So being able to have wow. to be able to, to examine <laughs> what my traditions are and being able to amend those to make sure that everybody's happy. I, I mean, I want my wife to be happy. I want right. my kids to be happy. I want I want the dog to be happy, right? I learned my dog right, loves right. watermelon <laughs> today. I want him to be happy. So I, I, so we have to examine who we are and what we are. And if those things are, don't align, like that trash, if you feel like. You come from a, a family, like Smash wow. says, five women, everybody, it was a chore. And now you have to examine that and say, you know what? This is, if wow. she wants to take that trash out and that's just something she's she's usually used to, then don't take that away from her, right? Then you pick up something that you do the laundry. Wow. So just re-examining who we are and what we are and not being bound by these traditional things that we think are traditional because everybody's different. Every relationship is different. So we can't, cookie cut who we are and what we are wow. and try to put us in that box and hope that it works for us because it don't mm. wow 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 I uh, I learned some when I was like uh, 17 years old we used to go to this uh, church and the one thing that I, I would never forget the uh, pastor saying was he said this one statement it sticks me to this day 22 years later Tradition will kill you. Those are his words. Tradition will kill you. If you do everything traditionally without growth, without change, without reevaluation, without uh, reconsideration, it will kill you if you do the same thing the same way. He told a story about, you know, the grandmother who uh, everybody in the family learned to cut the, the butt off the ham. And one year, the granddaughter asked, 
grandma, you know, why do we cut the butt off the ham? And she's like, we cut the butt off the ham because my pan was only big enough to fit it without the butt on it. <laughs> so they thought it was a tradition. She was, it was a necessity. <laughs> it was a necessity. She only had a pan that was, you know, 12 inches long and they had a 14 inch ham, right? Or, you okay. know, whatever. Yeah. 18 inch ham. So sometimes we will shrink ourselves to tradition only because we haven't grown. Right. So, you know, they're, 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 we have to continue to grow in marriage and relationship. Uh, 76 per, per, well, what is it? 70% of uh, women are filing for divorce because they don't know that, uh, I did my research, 67% of second marriages end in divorce. And 73% of third marriages end in divorce. So, now they have this power, they have this money, they can afford to pay for the divorce, so they initiate it, not knowing that their next divorce has a higher rate percentage of ending a divorce than their first marriage. Right. And the one after that has an even higher rate percentage of divorce than the one before that. Instead of sticking it out and toughing it out, tradition is, you know, all my, you know, the, uh, what is that, all my women independent. So now all the independent women are getting divorced, not knowing that their next marriage has a higher rate of failure than the one before that. And they get married again, that marriage has a higher rate, a higher potential rate of failure than the one before that. Stick something out. You know. It's too easy to just walk. You know what I mean? It's too easy to just walk. It's too easy to go get, you know, because a lot of times when people go leave one place for another, it's because they already had this person over here. They didn't give it a chance. Right. They already have wow. something that they're going to, right? So yeah, they can yeah. hurry this up wow. and, and roll, get this ball rolling because some people simply can't be alone. Right. And and wow. listen, not, you say you say that now we gotta go even longer now because <laughs> I've told so many, so many people younger than me and that I that I've watched go in and out okay. of relationships. And I asked the question, why are you doing this to yourself? Hmm. I keep giving this story and I never told you this story, Quentin. So it's the first time you get to hear this story. So God, when, when I got my first divorce, it was so disastrous that I was ruined as a man. I was ruined as a father. I was ruined as a son. I was, you know, it just, I was no, I was not me, right? I was just a shell of me. And I mean, you have, I'm talking about you have to a point where I'm picking myself up financially, spiritually, wow. socially, where I just didn't want to be bothered. And I and, and I sat down and I prayed, and I'm not the most religious person, right? But I do believe in God, and I do have faith that me and God have a personal relationship. All right. And I always wow. kept saying, wow. you know what? From this point on, I'm never going, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not dating. I'm going to date, but I'm just going to be alone. I just want to be alone in the sanctuary of me. And wow. I stayed there for about, I want to say about seven, eight years. Oh wow! And so when, wow. Wow. when That's I, a long time. yeah, it was. And when I met, and, and and I knew, but in that time, I got a chance to sit down and evaluate myself. You know, being lonely is not the same as being lonely, right? So wow. I was choosing to be lonely, and in that loneliness, in that wilderness period, I was able to see. The things that I didn't like in my past, I didn't, was able to see things I did like in my past. I was able to see the wrong, the things that I did wrong, being stubborn. 
So then when God presented me my wife, I instantaneously knew it right then and there. It didn't take me three wow. years. It didn't take me four years. It didn't take me five years to dating. I knew wow. from that no, moment wow. we, we right. sat down wow. and had that conversation and we talked. And then from that day forth, we've been talking ever since because I was emotionally and mentally wow. ready for that to be presented to me. A lot of women, a lot of men wow. tend to, to go into these things with expectations of how I want it to be, right? You don't yeah. get what you want. You get wow. what you need, wow. right? And, and if you're looking at, if you're looking at yourself in the mirror and really be honest with yourself, like I know, I know I'm an asshole, right? My wife, I would tell me all the time, I'm an asshole, right? But I, but I know it's when you're, it's because you're a coach. It's because you're a coach. I don't know, but it, nah. but, it, but I can, I know when to put it up, right? I know when, when I get that look from her, I know when to put it up, and I know when to shut up, right? And so, but it, but a lot of times, <laughs> this seventy percent is huge because women, it's that feminist thing that we talked about earlier plays a part in that, right? Because now they want to be independent. Wow. They got Beyonce screaming in their ear, put a ring on it and, you know, be independent. But at, some, at the same time, you bounce it in and out of these relationships. And as Quentin said, these numbers, those numbers are staggering. Like, you mean you're telling me I stopped at 70%. You're telling me it's getting higher on the second and third? 80%. And that, 80% and, on the second. And that's one thing that I really wanted as growing up as a kid, I wanted to see, I wanted to have what my mom and my dad had, right? I wanted right. that. I yeah. wanted that. And I made sure that I screwed it up the first time. You guys know it's right there. Right. I want to make sure that I get it right the second time. So I'll get yeah. off my soapbox, but I just wanted to share that with the with the, with the the listeners and, and my peoples. Let me just say this really quick. You spent seven years, and it probably didn't have to take you Seven years, but you chose to take the seven years heal. No, it took me seven years. There, huh? there was a lot. There was a lot of breaking bad going on. There was just that some you just had to kick to the curb. It's like you know what, dude, you just, you just not. You just don't. But how many of us are going to look at ourselves and do that mirror work? How many of us are going to stand in front of that mirror and say, "I don't like this. Wow. I don't like this. I don't like that." Right? Yeah. You know, like I said, wow. I, I too am a fellow asshole. I'm gonna call such a dick. My sister said I'm such a dick that I, they don't make rubbers big enough. I can be real bad about it. You know what I mean? So, cause sometimes oh, you a mag, you a, wait a minute, you a Magnum XL? <laughs> All these sound bites, man. All these sound bites. Kathy is a Magnum XL. Come on through. You, you look in the mirror and you think to yourself, you have to look at that and say, I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like that. But I'm going to keep this, right? I don't care what you might think. This is part of who I am. This is the soul of who I am. You have to pick out the parts of you that's been hurt so much that, like you said, you was a shell of a person, right? You have to pick those things up that are not of you, right? This is not even who you are. And so until you identify with that and who you are, what can you do? That marriage is going to study go down because you cannot be alone. You don't. You can't even stand yourself enough to be by wow. yourself, right? And, that, and that's the thing. And that's the thing. Right. If you can't sit there and endure your own, you know, your what you, your self destruction, when you right. can't do that, why would you want to? Uh -huh. Why would you want to? Why would you want to put that on somebody else to endure when you can't endure it yourself? You can't deal uh -huh. with it yourself. So yeah, I mean, right? Right. Everybody right. should take a moment, a time. I'll give, oh, yeah. give your time to breathe. You know what I'm saying? You you cook a steak, you don't just cut into it. You put it, let it sit aside and let it let it rest. And let it, I like that. You know, so yeah, I, I can go with that. 
Yeah, I can go with that because before I met my wife, I was a I was an honest hoe. Um, but then I met my wife. Yeah, I was an honest hoe. Um, by honest hoe, I mean you know. I you know with me, you got honesty. That's all I right. A, I was a I was an honest hoe, and any woman that dealt with me, they got honesty and they knew that it was gonna be them and whoever else that was willing to fit into the program. Right. And then I met my wife. And I was done. I was done being an honest hoe. But right. in that in that honest hoe season, I was really celibate. I wasn't. I was dating people. I was spending their money on dates. Uh, but I wasn't sleeping with everybody I was dealing with at that time. But I was going through the same situation Derek was, where I was just kind of like, you know, anybody got the right conversation. Right. I was about forty pounds lighter, and West's nice just made past fifty-seven, so we was in dark skin, brother was in. Um, I know Smash, you benefited from Pastor 57. Don't lie. <laughs> Don't lie, Smash. <laughs> hey, I'm with you, brother. When Wesley, you. When, when Wesley Snipes made Pastor 57, black black dudes was in. I don't know why people um, think they ever went out. I don't know why they think that is. Because, you know, I, 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 I can, I can go a little short grip with them once in a while. Chico the Bard. I'll be sure. Chico the Bard took yeah. like 90. Yeah, I remember they was always too pretty. They was too pretty for me. You know, nah, just, okay. I don't like okay. that. I don't like that so pretty I, stuff. But I know, I know yeah, something I, that's like that. <laughs> too much hair. Yeah, too much hair, you know, too we much had product. our moment. Right. <laughs> But right, right, me, right. Yeah, yeah. Let me say this Yo, before uh, we get out, because we long and we long in this yeah. thing here. And okay. I want to thank everybody for taking the time out um, and giving their wisdom. And I hope that our listeners that are single and our listeners that are married are going to do something that they took something from this. And this is one of the reasons why I did it. I mean, I've had I had maybe like two or three other things on the agenda, but because this caught everybody's spirit. And it's caught everybody by, you know, off guard with this 70% that I thought it would be, it, we had to speak about it. And I'm glad that we have three brothers here that have been married for 10 plus years and that can attest to that it's not easy, right? It's, it's not easy to do this. And I thank you, Tate, for coming on. And that's one of the things that drew, to, drew you to me, bring me to you as a person is because you are that strong woman. You didn't, you, when we were on that podcast, you spoke your mind and you didn't care what nobody had to say. That That's your convictions and you're going to be within your convictions. And I like that. And you're a chatterbox like me. You know, you're chatting. Well, I appreciate so. it. <laughs> but I definitely thank you guys. So, Kathay, where can the people find you? Um, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. So it's me, Kathay, and Instagram. And then it's Kathay Keys on Facebook. Right. Oh, C-A-T-H-A-Y-K-E-Y-E-S. Kathay Keys on Facebook. So so here's your opportunity, brother-in-law. Gonna get your shameless plug. Who? You. Me? Get your shameless plug. <laughs> Man, I, I don't I don't I don't have anything. I'm just doing mortgages. Clothesforq.com. If you wanna there buy a house, I'll let me. I'm trying to help. I will say this. I'm trying to help. I'm trying to well, let me say it this way. Um, I, I sit down and evaluate myself, and I'm helping people build legacies. I'm helping people buy legacies, not loans. So, smash, sir. Keep give, me them, give me them closing words, my brother. 
Man, as always, thank you, Cathay, for coming on. Thank you, Quentin, for jumping on, being a part of this. Y'all bought some uh, interesting sides to the stories that I know myself I wasn't thinking about, so I appreciate that. I love it when we get on like this as Black folks and come together and we all have this common thing and we all just building each other up. Um, like they said earlier, we got three brothers on here that got families. We taking care of our wives and, and our kids, so we are involved. And I want to kind of end that stigma here because uh, everybody always say yeah. uh, men are in their life. I'm going to tell this. Every man that I know, they're in their kids' lives, their child life. So we got to stop saying that and kill that stigma. And for the one, because if you hanging around that dude that ain't with their kids, then that's that's the problem. We need to tell that brother to get with his kids. But other than that, man, thank y'all for coming on, being a part of this. Uh, me and Go Deep, me and Go Deep, been trying to build this, and with people like y'all, we are gonna keep climbing, man. So appreciate y'all. Well, all right. Thank no you. So with that being said, much love, and we out. We have returned to claim the pyramid. in on the mothership. I am the mothership connection. Get down in three D.